One, two, one, two. Kick it. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 208, August 12, 2019. 94 degrees on this day in 1965. I don't think Aquaside was keeping uh, uh, beaches clean by 1965. What's 60 from right now? How many years ago is 60 years? Oh, 59. 59. Yeah, that would have been an Aquaside-free beach in 65. And 45 degrees on this day in 1961. And now, from the mayor's office, (laughs) above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Rookie and Kenny and John, you missed this because it was a Friday story. Uh, Heading into the weekend, we learned of a Bachelor Farmer's Massive car collection yeah. out in Wheaton, Minnesota. Okay, I do. I'm familiar with this. He died, right? Yeah, Jim Graham. And at one time, he had as many as 500 cars. And I predicted, I didn't want to be correct, but I predicted that's not a collection that's hoarding. You said it was hoarding. And I've been proven to be correct. Uh, the first car you see on, a, on the auctioneer's YouTube advance is a car that's sunk into the earth <laughs> because Thanks. it's just of neglect and every car was uh, i'm sure maybe they were washed there or, was a, a strip photo of this story though over the weekend some of the cars look pretty some, nice some of the cars were interesting and and in, the, in these events this is where you go if you absolutely have to have you know a 1952 desoto and and this guy's got one you're prepared to to get it in whatever condition you're going to find it in because you're never going to find another 1952 DeSoto. So but my not... point being, uh, a collection uh, are is kept neatly in a climate-controlled situation, and this these were in outbuildings all over the farm, and that's hoarding. That's yeah. not a collection. That's you, hoarding. You answer my question. Yeah. I know a guy uh, up in my area that wherever his car and or truck dies at or yeah. wherever it was unhooked <laughs> from the tow truck at, yeah. That's where it stays. <laughs> and the chickens and the dogs then take over and use that for a place to live. Well, okay, this more, more, making more, me more, feel better. More power to the guy. More power to the guy. He he, he, he thought he was a collector. And, and to a certain degree, he certainly was. These It's better that he had these, at least under a semi-credible roof, than to have them have disappeared by now back into the earth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Was but, there a value placed on this collection? No, I've never found that. And I don't know how the auction did. It's did, a Vanderbrink auction. Maybe you could look it up. I'm there right now. It looks like it's ongoing. Well, it's August 9th and 10th were the, uh, were, oh, okay. were the live auction days. Day did you know anybody been... going, Joe? No, I was asked if I was going, and my reply was, too many mice. Okay. Oh, you're such a baby. Too many mice. There, uh, there's wow. a fella in North Dakota with the same kind of thing. He was. Do you guys watch American Pickers ever? Oh, sure. He I was can't on that. that. Don't get me started. He was on that, uh, but in the same situation. The cars. He has hundreds of cars, but right. three quarters of them are have been sitting right. there for right. thirty well, years. And uh, so, what do the Pickers guy do at that point? Are well, they, they looking? They were for looking a... for parts. He also had different. He had signs. Uh, he oh. had. He had a. He must have been well to do because he had. Uh, half a dozen buildings full of junk, but, Oil but, but collectible junk. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, looking at a, I'm looking at a caddy here that's 
caddy convertible that's just right. beautiful. I said some of the cars are okay. So who who does this appeal to then, Joe? The the guy that's into restoring a, a vehicle of that uh, to nature? To me, an auction like that would appeal to someone who goes through the roster of what's available and goes, ah, oh. they got a 1937 Packard. I have to have a 1937 okay. Packard. I'll go there, and I'm prepared to discover it in whatever condition I've got. I need it. the back seat of a Packard yeah, or something. Yeah. Like that. If you, but, but it's it's not a collection. You God. watch American Packard suits? I have occasionally, but uh, the act is worn thin with me. Very. Their uh, producers are working our area right now, up in Douglas County, uh, looking for suckers mm-hmm. uh, for these two clowns to show up at. I uh, just purchased myself a brand new shiny four by eight sheet of plywood painted on it in very sloppy redneck letters. Oh, no. This property protected by Smith and Wesson, because <laughs> those pigs are not coming down my driveway. Well, they're not that bad. Oh. Yeah, no, they are. They really are. They, they, them, huh? They've destroyed the value. They, they've just drawn, uh, driven prices up outrageously. Well, I, I, I'll tell you where I drew the line. They were in somebody's garage somewhere, and I could clearly see in one half of the garage a wood speedboat. Which they never addressed Whoops. and never talked about because uh, yeah. he was more fascinated with a rusty bicycle frame. Right. And I'm saying, tell me what that boat is. What right. is that? Yeah. Never learned. If you're a picker, that's what you'd be doing. What's that? What, what's the story behind the boat? Bob writes, Joe, you were right. At one point, these guys went both ways. He's talking about the uh, Abbey Road yeah. Beetle Albi, okay. Abbey Road uh, album cover in which, uh, they, they I don't know how he came upon this film, but apparently the fellas yeah. went both ways across the Abbey Road. Yeah. So I always thought I was wrong because I, compared to the cover, I, me and the kids went the wrong way ah, compared to whoops, the cover. Good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Explain that. So was one photo used for the cover and the other was the B-side? I suppose they said, let's go shoot the cover. Walk across the street a few times. Now come back this way. Yeah, okay. they, and they took, took the hundreds shot. of pictures yeah. and just yeah. used the one. I yeah. got you. And uh, Lennon had shoes on in some of them. Uh, yeah, and they took shoes. Well, Lennon had no, shoes uh, on. Uh, Mc- I mean, McCartney, McCartney took yeah. them off. Yeah, yeah. 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 And those thing. shoes off led to the voracious rumors of his death. Paul is dead rumors. Play yeah. I'm a walrus backwards and says, Paul is dead. No, it's Strawberry Fields, actually. Strawberry Fields. But he's, but he's really... But he's God, really, but he's really yeah. What he's really Honest saying is... It's just right. exhausting. You're, you know what you are? You're officious. Well, do you want me not to correct no, you? No, you're if good. It's you're good. Yes, I, I, I want you not to correct <laughs> me. Yes. Speaking of the Abbey Road cover, Downing Notes, I noticed last week you bristled at the word iconic being used to describe the well-known photo of the Beatles crossing Abbey Road. Yes, the word is overused to the point of becoming meaningless, but in this case, we have an example of a truly iconic image. It's immediately recognizable. It has stood the test of time. It captures a time and place. It is often alluded to, frequently parodied, and has inspired countless knockoffs. We can use this as an example of an image that truly is iconic. David, we've had this discussion before. Uh, everything you said is absolutely correct, but foghornable words are foghornable because they've been destroyed. Lazy reporters think everything's iconic. Yeah, that's true. Iconic hamburger. Uh, I get your Which point, one? David, but the point we've always made on the show is, no, it's foghornable. It's, the, the word's been destroyed. I think what you were actually thinking about, Joe, was in the song Glass Onion, Lennon sings, and here's a clue for you all, the walrus was Paul, so you probably had those That's what mixed up. And, and the walrus is uh, some sort of symbol of death. And now a responsible <laughs> rebuttal by right, the opposing seconds. team. <laughs> Joe rendered speechless for a moment. You're on. Rebuttal? Maybe it's 
maybe it's the wrong time to read this email. Oh, but it's from our Dave, uh, from our friend Dave Bliss, uh, who is normally in Sofia, Bulgaria, yes, but he's yeah. home now for a while in Oak Park Heights. And he said last week's podcast served as a prime example of why I love listening to Garage Logic. Over the week, you discussed the topic of gun control and the Second Amendment. This is a topic that touches on the issues of life, death, liberty, and defense against tyranny. Garage logicians, and almost all Americans for that matter, take these issues seriously. Yet despite the seriousness of this issue, the dialogue remained cordial and generally respectful, apart from the friendly needling of Kenny for his poor marksmanship. <laughs> Different viewpoints were heard and responded to. Words were exchanged as if between neighbors who would each express their opinion and then share a drink in the garage. No one was shouted down, and everyone seemed comfortable with the existence of contrary thoughts. In the sea of anger and self-righteousness that seems to have become typical in public discourse on almost every issue, garage logic is a welcoming island of calm civility. That's how it's done in the garage. Dave Bliss. P.S. I was in Estonia last month and met up with a fellow garage logician who lives in Austria. I'm not sure if Dave is from Innsbruck, uh, but he is on your interactive uh, map, and I thought you might like to know you have a listener there. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Remarkable. International. International, baby. They're all over the. All right. The best piece I've read in an attempt to understand. The death of Jeffrey Epstein uh, is in the New York Post. And it says the following account is from a former inmate of the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Lower Manhattan, where Jeffrey Epstein was found unresponsive Saturday and declared dead at a hospital of an apparent suicide. The ex-convict who spoke to the Post's board, I'm sorry, Brad Hamilton and Bruce Golding on the condition of anonymity, spent several months in the Nine South Special Housing Unit for high-profile prisoners awaiting trial like Epstein. Mm -hmm. And here are the words of this fellow. There's no way that man could have killed himself. I've done too much time in those units. It's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. Between the floor and the ceiling, it's nine feet. There's no way for you to connect to anything. You have sheets, but they're paper level, not strong enough. He was 200 pounds. It would never happen. When you're on a suicide watch, they put you in this white smock, a straitjacket. They know a person cannot be injurious to themselves. The clothing they give you is a jump-in uniform. Everything is a dark brown color. Could he have... Uh, done it from the bed? No, sir. There's a steel frame, but you can't move it. There's no light fixture. There are no bars. They don't give you. Uh, they don't give you enough in there that could successfully create an instrument of death. You want to write a letter? They give you rubber pens and maybe once a week a piece of paper. Nothing hard or made of metal. There's up to 80 people there. They could put two in a cell. It's one or two, but I'll never believe the guy had a cellmate. He was too blown up. The damage unit that, that the damage that unit can do to someone. It's like you're an animal and you've been brought into the kennel. A guy like Jeffrey, it's like holy bleep. I told my parents not to come there. God is not in that building. I've had some heavy incidents in the building. What happened is permanent. Some of the guards are a major are on a major power trip. They know guys there are suffering. They know they know something the rest of the world hasn't seen. If the guards see that the guy is breaking, they're going to help you break. But it's my firm belief that Epstein did not commit suicide. It just did not happen. Hmm. That's and I've read many things. That's the best thing I've read. I also have a note from a listener who uh, spent his career in law enforcement, and uh, I'll just read you a. Uh, uh, he said, "There's one missing possibility that he wanted to commit suicide." 
while facing total humiliation and a lifetime in prison. So he used his incredible wealth to pay off jail staff and others to leave him alone for a while. Follow the money. This is a possibility. As a former jail commander, while I was an under-sheriff, I'd have to look closely at the correction staff. How was he found? Has that been revealed? Well, was well he, the was guards he, finally got around to taking a look in his cell. Was he hanging? Was he, had he None of that gone? is known to us. They just said he was found unconscious. But I don't know if that means he was alive. I read that earlier today, the piece you wrote yeah. or read, yep. and that's spot on. They're, they're made to not be able to kill themselves, especially in that, I mean, everything's paper thin. They, their shoes are. What are we supposed to think, though, as a country? How can you not think that, that dark forces were put to work here? Of course. Through, Everyone through, was predicting through this money. was going to happen. I don't want to get into that game. I, I'm I'm as interested in a conspiracy as the next person, but I don't have any facts. We don't even know the results of the autopsy. Well, we did have, get that email of the last known visitor. Yeah, it was Hillary with a mustache. That's, that's, <laughs> the, the big cat. Is that Jordy? <laughs> but if if in fact he killed himself, the the multiple examples of incompetency are extraordinary. Oh, man. Just extraordinary. You know what it teaches me? I would I I'm gonna try to live out the rest of my life by never having to go to jail. There you go. Huh? I'm serious. <laughs> you mean again? Again. I did right. Once, yeah. But yeah, the, you did time. You did hard time. <laughs> apparently he didn't have this straight jacket on. Apparently he wasn't checked. Apparently he uh, was uh, at his lawyer's suggestion got rid of a cellmate so he was alone. On and on and on and on this goes. And here you have the highest profile arrestee probably in the country. And he's got a black book, supposedly, with the names of all of the high-powered people who used his evil services. Mm -hmm. And now he's uh, conveniently enough dead. Are we, uh, are we to be... Are we, as a country, to be upset that he's dead and somebody did him in? Or is it the conspiracy they somebody did him in because well, of the uh, Answer the question world. for yourself. Are you? I I won't miss him. I'm glad he's gone. He was an evil Because I, deba I, I debated this very question to myself over the weekend. I don't know where I stand. What about you, Such? You glad he's gone, or do you think he should have st uh, stuck around for the punishment? I, I don't mind the fact that he's dead, but I, I think that if, in fact, there are extremely powerful, powerful people in the world who would have been implicated by this guy, I'd like to have known who they were. You want to know the layers and the depth to this yeah, story. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. Yep. I'm not of the school that Hillary had anything to do with it. Well, well of course not. My own curiosity the, Our well. president is, by the way, <laughs> which is pathetic, but... I'm not, I'm not of I'm not of the school of how this would have been done. I'll take my my emailer's advice. This was, you know, this was an arrangement that uh, maybe Epstein promised these guys incredible amounts of money to just leave well, them alone for a couple of hours. He would have had to deliver that money before the deed, or set up a way through his lawyers to make sure they got paid, and then we can follow the money. Mm -hmm. But I, I, if you're asking me to believe that he, uh, that, that this is just too convenient, mm -hmm. just too convenient. I, I don't believe that he uh, he killed himself because of that. Uh, what was in that article? What's he supposed to hang himself from? That's just it. There's not. You a, can't tie something around your neck and then pull yourself around the room and hope it works. It's not like Shawshank with Brooks. You know, from <laughs> it wasn't the like there's a big metal no water rafters, pipe right. going across the top of his ceiling. Yep. 
my own curiosity doesn't make me want to know who's in that book and what's going on. It's unsettling, though, isn't it? Yes. It's just unsettling to think. Uh, and you know what? We'll probably never know. Of course not. We'll probably never know. No. But I thought in a prison, you can't hide uh, a piece of hair without it being on camera. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Yeah. No video. Yeah. Are you Come on. No full circuit television. I, you, you can't go to Walmart and buy a tire without being on camera. <laughs> and this guy wasn't, the video apparently was pointed outside the cell. You get your tires at Walmart? Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's just incredible. It's an incredible story, but, but, but it's such a pathetic story. And he's such a pathetic human being. But how far do we want to take it? What do we, the leftists are saying it's a right-wing conspiracy. And it, uh, maybe well, Trump and had the, something And the righties are saying right, it's a left-wing yeah, conspiracy. Exactly. Well, the president did retweet the, uh, the conspiracy over the weekend. It's quite possible that politics has nothing to do with this. It's just idiots being idiots. Well, we all mm-hmm. knew somebody was going to do him in. I didn't think it would be himself because he was so heavily guarded. But that's the point. He wasn't heavily guarded. And so, that it, so either either that's just his good fortune to have been the benefit of such incompetence, if he, in fact he wanted to kill himself. Mm-hmm. That that's all you. Could, that's the only conclusion the public can draw from right now. In the absence of of uh, not knowing. If uh, tremendous amounts of cash were exchanged to let this happen, the only thing you're left to conclude is, my God, what an incompetent bureaucracy that lockup must be. Okay, what about the first attempt? Maybe with the first attempt failing. Which is all the more reason why wasn't he, uh, I I read some stuff over the weekend, this guy should not have allowed to to go to the bathroom by himself. Double coverage. Yeah, not only cameras, they should have had a window and a staff member watching, visually watching him at all times. We are left to conclude that that this is, this doesn't happen unless you make it happen. Well, you're right, as a result of the first fail, maybe that's, they they pressed the pedal to the metal and said, we got to do it right here. Get it done this next time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Wow. Well, plus he's a pedophile. Maybe there was somebody in there that said, That's what I'm saying. I'm going to take care of you, you evil bastard. I mean, it could have been as simple as somebody slipping him a, a shiv or whatever, mm-hmm. something that would allow him to draw blood, and then he'd just lay there and bleed out. Wow. Me- medical officials have performed an autopsy, uh, but the result of that has not been released. Uh, his, abrupt, his abrupt death Saturday cut short the criminal prosecution that could have pulled back the curtain on the inner workings of a high-flying financier with connections to celebrities and presidents. Oops. That was me. I accidentally, hit, I accidentally hit that. Uh, though prosecutors have vowed to continue investigating. I, I wonder why they would. No one else was indicted in this arrest, just him. He's gone. Why is there still a case? The, well, did you see the? Because uh, we're 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 curious animals. Legally, is is there a case? I mean, legally, it's, no. He's dead. He doesn't yeah. even have family. You got a brother, Mark. Yeah. But, but this is definitely worth pursuing. Well, I guess for the likes of me, because I guess I want to know the names of the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so for closure, not for right. any legal. I have no purient interest. I, I would like to know, you know, if it, we've got past presidents uh, involved here, I'd like to know who they we, are. We have other uh, folks who, did you see the thing Friday from the, the one gal who, her testimony was released yeah, on what? Friday? Did you Re- see the re- names? Refresh me. 
Prince Andrew. Uh, Joffrey also alleges Epstein and Maxwell told her to have sex with former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, former Democratic Senate Majority Leader George Mitchell, late MIT computer scientist Marvin Minsky, MC2 model agency co-founder Jean-Luc Brunel, uh, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, and Britain's Prince Andrew. Dershowitz has put up a pretty good uh, defense for himself and has volunteered to say, here's... Here are all the documents that say where I was when I supposedly was. Yeah, yeah. I I would I'm, I'm with Joe. I have no purient interest in this as well. <laughs> My you, interest is not did purient. You, did yes. you have to look that up? Yeah, I did. Thanks. I, I agree. By the way, there is uh, something I just pointed out to Rook. Yeah. You know how on Facebook you can mark like if there's a a hurricane comes through the Florida Panhandle, you can say, hey, tell family members I'm safe. Yep. We're good. There's a new one where it just says. Marked safe from being suicided by the Clintons today. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to get into this. I know, I know. But don't you think that the people <laughs> that these allegations have been made uh, against uh, the, the former politicians, the Prince Andrew Dershowitz, don't you think they have it in their best interest to clear their names, and now they cannot clear yeah, their well, names? That's a good, a good point. point. Yeah. So this allegation is just going to be hanging over yeah. them forever and ever. Apparently, Dershowitz has, uh, uh, I think he's gone on with Glenn Beck, and he has really laid out, uh, as Beck says, he's either the ballsiest liar in the world, <laughs> or he's he's completely innocent of these oh, accusations. He, he is a lawyer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well, sorry lawyers. Oh, sorry. sorry. sorry Jayhide at garagelogic.com. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, Everything just seems so unseemly the past two and a half years. But the, the problem is, God. though, and I know you don't want to go down the conspiracy path, but people were predicting that this was going to happen weeks ago. I, I know. I know. So it's it's difficult not to go down that path. Maybe there maybe there were some mob guys in there that thought, what the hell, let's get rid of this bum. I have no it idea. Have I have no idea. Or, like you said, some guy that didn't like pedophiles. They don't like pedophiles I, in prison. Uh, I don't think it's that simple. You mean to to put that yeah, together? I, yeah, it's not this. It's not a Jeffrey Dahmer type of deal. Mm. I, I don't think it's that simple. I'm with Kenny. Well, it's we're we're left with we don't we're left with nothing because the story right now that you would have to believe is this guy was able to kill himself because of an extraordinary layer after layer after layer of incompetence inside that building. That's what you're left with. Well, the camera guy had one job. Yep. And the guards are, were said to have been overworked and coming off a, sh a third shift, and okay. they were tired. I, you know, okay, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know what their work involves. Watching. <laughs> I guess. Well, maybe you can fall asleep, I guess. I don't know, but Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Our friend Billy Stein up in Aiken writes for years when we were young and our sons were growing up the natural activities of lake life kept the weeds from growing around the dock and we had a wonderful sandy bottom swimming area now that my 70th birthday is fast approaching i realize how badly the lake weeds have taken over and my family was coming to celebrate along with my five great nephews and one niece uh -oh. who are five years old and younger i took your advice and turned to aquaside and it worked wonders the little kids had a great time waiting in the lake. Best of all, their names are Foghorn Free. Eli, Augie, Max, and June. Ah. Even Bjorn and Aaron are okay because they live in Germany and hold triple citizenship. Swedish, German, and American. Good luck, Bill Stein. He's referring, of course, to Aquaside, and he's telling the truth. 
uh, because he went to St. Thomas Academy, and that's where they learned to tell the truth. <laughs> Aquaside has been uh, keeping people's uh, lake shores uh, free of weeds for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away, as Bill notes. And Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, the water, and your family, and Stein's nieces and nephews. So don't let weeds overtake your pond this summer, your lake, your swimming hole. There's a lot of summer left. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Shipping is free. We'll be back in a moment. So there's this little one-stop shop with all of our favorite things located right over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We call it the Coffee Grounds. And not only do they have amazing coffee, uh, they also carry just about everything else we need. Cigars, booze, beer, wine, meat, cheese. The Coffee Grounds, they have it all. Huge walk-in humidor with an amazing variety. Need some booze? They got that. They even have cocktails on tap. And beer nerds, hello. They have their own craft brewery right there on site. K-Point Brewing. Uh, brewery, brewing, brewery, well, whatever. Uh, but here's what matters. Nine different beers on tap. They have locally sourced chicken, pork, a wide variety of cheese, and we haven't even touched the full-service restaurant yet. Yeah, yeah, the coffee grounds. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Biscuits and gravy, pancakes, bacon, all the way up to garlic, peppered pork tenderloin. Just a small sample of what you can grab for lunch or dinner at the coffee grounds in Eau Claire. They're located just a half a mile north of 94 on South Town Drive in Eau Claire. If you want to try the coffee now, and I really, really think you should, and I mean right now, drop what you're doing, order a few pounds from thecoffeegrounds.com, and they're going to ship it right to your front door. And please check out the boat, both the uh, the GL blend. That's a nice, easygoing, tasty blend that'll make you happy, but... I really think you should try the Krabby Coffee Shop blend because that's going to make your head tingle all day long. Use the code GL20 for a tidy little 20% discount. That's GL20. Find the details at thecoffeegrounds.com. Jump off that freeway, swing in, say hi to Eric and Julie, and tell them that Garage Logic sent you. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. From uh, as far away as San Diego, I was made aware of this story over the weekend. And I've also been made aware of it from uh, from Jordy, who writes, How long before the Metro boy mayors try this? Oh, no. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro on Friday suggested eating less food and therefore defecating less as an answer to some of the world's problems. <laughs> Bolsonaro, who has come under fire in recent weeks after data showed increased deforestation of the Amazon rainforest, offered the response to a reporter who questioned if it was possible to boost the economy, feed those who are hungry, and save the, save the environment at the same time. It wasn't clear if Bolsonaro was being sarcastic. It's enough to eat a little less. You talk about environmental pollution, it's enough to poop every other day, Balacero said. Uh, this will be better for the whole world. So he doesn't want a daily poop. He wants you to go every other day. I think everybody will be crabbier. Brazilian president, <laughs> uh, uh, critics say that Bolsonaro's policies will help accelerate further deforestation of the Amazon, 60% of which is part of Brazil. 
a key regulator of the Earth's living systems. The rainforest trees take in as much as 2 billion tons of carbon dioxide every year and release 20% of the planet's oxygen. New data published last week by the National Institute for Space Research, a federal Brazilian agency, showed that more rainforest was lost between May and July this year than during the same period in 2018, 17, and 16. In July alone, 870 square miles of vegetation was cut down, the biggest surge in deforestation rates since the Institute adopted its current methodology in 2014. Well, I'm not to blame for that, am I? Well, we went down this dirt road once before you and I, and, and you suggested and I agreed that we shouldn't travel this this route and do this topic anymore. But I have a number of questions, <laughs> uh, questions for all of you. How many trips to the outhouse do you guys make per day? I don't want to have that conversation. Well, it's... I'm not done with this story. It's pertinent to the story. All right. Bolsonaro alleged the agency <laughs> might have manipulated the deforestation data to make his far-right administration look bad. <laughs> He fired physicist Ricardo Galvao, who served as director of the National Institute for Space Research after deeming the information doubtful. Brazil was once heralded as a global environmental success story. It was. Did you see the Summer Olympics a, a little while ago? <laughs> they were, the, the sailing was done in muck. Yeah. But as data indicates an influx in Amazon deforestation under Bolsonaro, a climate change skeptic with a strongly pro-agribusiness agenda, some fear... Uh, what could happen to the rainforest? Uh, He's just deflecting. I think so. Obviously. Kenny, you're right. We don't need to have that. I can't tell you about mine, but I can tell you about Fred's from accounting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know a a guy, it's like three, four times a day. And he doesn't eat a lot. Well, I mean, aren't human body, all human bodies are different. Some people are just burdened with. uh, What do you think, Joe? I just. Yeah. You know, are you worried? Think are you worried about go? Yeah. Well, I just you know <laughs> no 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 no. You're breaking here's your why, own rules. Here's why I brought it. I don't recall the conversation we might have had. It was it After was gross. A couple beers. It was gro- no. It was I think oh, it was on I the know podcast. What it was. It was, I know what it was. It was gross, and I was ashamed, and, and you were upset, and we decided no, never again. <laughs> no, I know what it was. Uh, the the extraordinary. You could look it up. Not the, sure if I the, want to be let in. Here. No, the extraordinary uh, percentage of people on Earth who do not have a uh, plumbing. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was that or yeah, that, it is. Who do not have plumbing? And this this guy, this guy sounds like uh, he was mocking the climate change thing. Hey, how about if you poop less, we'll have no. But yeah, that that he's just deflecting from what's really going on. Well, what's really going on in the movement is banning hamburgers in schools because you don't have to. Then you can save the world because the cows won't. Mm. Uh, even though studies yeah. have proved that methane from cows is not causing one bit of a problem anywhere in the world. Uh, I I I like the story because it's very plausible that he believes that, and it shows you the. Uh, the mental issues these people have. They do have mental issues. Real, I, uh, real mental issues. I have a couple stories coming up in the news concerning uh, warming and, and mental issues. So really? You'll be interested in that. Really? I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I don't think you but will they, be after you hear them. <laughs> please tell me they have nothing to do with BMs. No, 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 absolutely nothing to do with. Are BMs, we pretty yeah. much? What percentage are we covered with with indoor plumbing in this country? This country is probably a hundred percent. Is BM probably the grossest thing? I mean, it's just gross. Uh, you know what? Take a break. Let's come back with John's news because I'd like <laughs> to get really like to stop this. Uh, we called it Kumi growing up. Dr- revelation. <laughs> gross. Gross. I was pretty silent. And then my buddy Dave, oh, we were out on the trail. <laughs> 
the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. I told my kid this was my favorite bump that he's done for us. I do like I really that. like this. What, like what this can we do to get him to do some more? More of this? Um, well, probably, yeah. He's going to be in L.A. for 10 days, so oh. he's going to be gone for a while. All right. so. Tell him to ship us the L.A. stuff. <laughs> Is he, uh, join- Wait a minute. is he joining us at the uh, yeah. state fair? He will not the first day, but he will the second day. All right. So We're there the first day of the fair and the last Friday the of 22nd, the fair. The 22nd. Yes, you in the and back. And Thursday the 22nd. Yes, I'm sorry, Rick. And Friday the 30th, 1230 to 2, Channel 5 building, GL merchandise available at the old location mm-hmm. during the entire oh. run of the fair. I think we're going to have Krabby Coffee Shop mugs, Yes, too. we are. Have you uh, begun assembling? Uh, yes. You're in charge. We got the lake detective <laughs> and Marjorie. No, I'm in touch with our state fair people who are scouring the uh, the state fair. Um, we called them wish Marjorie a happy birthday on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I missed yeah, that. One hundred yeah. years. And then replayed the uh, Marjorie joined on stage by Sharon Jones. Love that segment. Yep. Best yep. part of that. Yep. Did you write that? You song? write that. <laughs> <Did> you write <laughs> that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that was so great. Law enforcement authorities in Dodge County say anyone arrested on suspicion of driving drunk will now be identified and have their photos posted on social media. The Journal Sentinel reports the sheriff's office already releases the names of all alleged drunken drivers in local media. The sheriff's office said in a statement on Facebook, the new policy on disclosure of drunken driving arrests is legal because records of such arrests are public record. It'll begin this month. The initiative part of the sheriff's office crash reduction strategy that's focused on drunken driving, speeding, stop sign offenses, seatbelt violations, and other enforcement efforts. That's great. Are we also going to do that with uh, people caught texting uh, while they're driving? Yeah. Because that's a not. far, far bigger issue than those drinking and driving. I'm afraid to look at my phone in the car. That's yeah. the, I turn it over. I don't even... But you've probably noticed a lot of people are still not afraid to look at their Correct. phone. Correct. the law went into effect. It I've has made no change. It no has change. made no change no, no whatsoever. Change. Yep. What about your left lane? Have you seen any... Uh, I have. Oh, you have seen it, a change? I have, and I, I th- yeah, I, th- I believe I have. Good. It's getting better. Police com- have confirmed a five-year-old girl was shot in the foot in North Minneapolis Monday morning. According to authorities, the incident happened just after 6.30 a.m. along the 2100 block of 4th Street North. The police department reported officers responded to the area and began administering aid to the girl as a search for a suspect or suspects began. Police said the uh, people who did the shooting had left the immediate area prior to the officer's arrival. Authorities say a preliminary investigation revealed shots were fired into the back of a house Hmm. along the 2100 block. The girl taken to a a nearby hospital for treatment. New York City Medical Examiner's Office said that it had completed an autopsy on Jeffrey Epstein now, but that it needed to make more information, uh, needed more information, excuse me, before determining the cause of death. Multiple people briefed on the investigation told NBC News that suicide remains the presumed cause of death. No sign of foul play has emerged in the day and a half since Epstein was found unresponsive in his jail cell. He was not on suicide watch at the time of his death, even though he was found in his cell two weeks ago with marks on his neck. Attorney General William Barr said Saturday he was appalled to learn that Epstein had been found dead while in federal custody. Unfounded conspiracy theories flourished online in the wake of his death, many of them trying to blame it on President Trump or former President Bill Clinton, both of whom were associated with Epstein in the past. The theories, at least one of which the president shared himself on Twitter, had no evidence to support their ideas. Authorities said at the time uh, they suspected no foul play. Uh, go back to the uh, autopsy being inconclusive or not ready to be released. Yeah. Well, that then then it's quite possible he didn't die by strangulation. There'd be, be another. Re- I mean, if you died 
hanging yourself. And again, we don't know how he could have. There's nothing to hang from. Wouldn't you see the red marks around your... How difficult yes. can it be mm-hmm. to determine this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, that's my next question. Are, can they hide behind... Uh, Data Privacy Act, where we can't reveal information about an inmate. You wouldn't think so, huh? Uh, They did. The family had uh, Michael Bodden, who's a a famous forensic pathologist, sit in on the autopsy. Is that the HBO guy? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat from Hawaii and Democratic presidential candidate, will be taking a two-week absence from the campaign to report for active duty with the Hawaiian Army National Guard in Indonesia. Gabbard represents Hawaii's second congressional district in the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, She is one of three Democrats running for president with military experience, along with Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Congressman Joe Sestak. Uh, Gabbard served in the Hawaii Armed National Guard in Iraq from 2004 to 2005. Had a second deployment in Kuwait in 2008 and 2009, working with the Kuwaiti Army. 65-year-old man who tackled a gunman who stormed a mosque in Norway is being hailed as a hero. Witnesses say Mohammed Rafiq restrained the terror suspect and held him down with another worshiper before police arrived, despite being injured in the struggle. Mr. Rafiq among three people at the Al-Nur Islamic Center in Barham on Saturday when the man burst in with two shotgun-like weapons and a pistol. The attacker, reportedly wearing uniform and body armor, broke through a glass door to reach the place of worship. Speaking to press outside a nearby hotel on Sunday, Mr. Rafiq said, I'm thankful for all of the help and support that he received. Uh, the gunman, by the way, I just saw a picture before I started the news here, appeared in court today. Uh, I think they may have worked him over just a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. He had some yeah. damage done? He had some bruises and black eyes. Ah, too bad he's still alive. <clears throat> Same man also accused of killing his 17-year-old stepsister before going to the church. Her body was found at her home. How old, of, how old was the suspect, John? 21. Wow. An eight-year-old boy in Indiana is a hometown hero after, after convincing the mayor to put up turtle crossing signs. What? <laughs> Second grader Jack Wheatbrock wrote a letter to West Lafayette Mayor John Dennis after Jack, his mother, and brother saved a baby turtle on Cherry Lane last month. Mom with Shell Wheatbrook told Good Morning America that Cherry Lane is surrounded by a number of ponds and unfortunately some turtles don't make it across the road. I like turtles. According to the Lafayette Journal and Courier, the night he and his family saved the baby turtle, Jack wrote a letter in clear handwritten block letters. It said, Dear Mayor Dennis, there are turtles crossing the road and they need our help. Could you please put up a turtle crossing sign? Thank you. Jack Wheatbrock, second grade. P.S. I like turtles. (laughs) On the second page of paper, Jack drew a picture of a stopped car and someone carrying a turtle. He captioned it with, We saved a baby turtle. Wonderful. That's that's absolutely fantastic. That's oh, not done yet, Joe. There's, there's more to this story. On Tuesday, on Tuesday morning, the mayor summoned Jack and his family to West Lafayette's weekly Board of Works meeting. Dennis asked Jack to say a few words to the city's administration. Jack said, I just want to say I care about the whole earth and everyone on it. That's all. The city's very first turtle crossing signs were installed later that day. Yeah. I like turtles. You can get the crap beat out of them on the playground. That's very, very mean. I like the turtles, too. I'm, I'm kidding. He's a nice kid. <laughs> Is that flowing, Eddie? Well, it's the turtles. It's yeah. the turtles. The turtles. Joe. Imagine me and you. I know, but weren't they named Flo and Eddie? Well, that's not their real names. They started a band called Flo and Eddie later. After the turtles. Oh, I thought the turtles were Flo and Eddie. <laughs> well, they they were the two main guys. Howard, uh, Howard. Are you here to derail your own program? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm here to was, tell you about a really neat email or no, wait, wait. Twitter gonna, thing I, I found. Wait, wait, before you take yeah. over and before John sings the whole song, 
uh, animals and crossing roads is a main topic of uh, tomorrow's news from the Crabby Coffee, uh, Crabby Coffee Shop. I stopped for a duck the other day, a little baby duck. Were you like the guy on 394 that uh, no. walked all the way across no, the highway? No, but I made sure not to goose? run over the poor we're, we're, guy. We're going to address this and other animal crossing issues tomorrow. What I hear Jacob find? Fry wants to put a goose crossing on 394. A guy named Wiffy posted that he Whiffy. road tripped to Forest Lake, bought a Bintelli M1, then went to Grunhofer's and stocked up, and then coffee grounds. Oh, yeah, wow. Wiffy fun. He's Wiffy a great, fun. He's a great follower and big fan of Gino. Well, he picked the right day to go get up to EcoSport. EcoFun Motorsports because they're having the largest back-to-school sale ever on bikes and scooters and you name it. Also a full line of Yamaha motorcycles. Uh, you know, they'll deliver for you. It's fantastic. These things are perfect for high school or college kids. You need something to scoot around campus or sports practices. And uh, these are the answer because you're, you're beating the man at every step of the way because you're getting 120 miles per gallon. And uh, right now, Tim's got the... Uh, the Race Star 49cc, you can be 15 and drive 49ccs. Yep. $12.99, one year warranty, six Woo-hoo. colors available. The Cabo 50, $18.99. Havana Classic 50, $19.99. And the Soho 50, $19.99. These are reliable. They get more gas mileage than you've ever dreamed of, and they are really, really an impressive way to get around campus. And you have no parking problems. You just have no parking problems. Uh, I, I have another uh, e-bike story, but I'll tell it later in the show. I'm talking about EcoFun Motorsports because you see that one Hod's on my buddy yep. Hod who bought yeah. one last week. That's I'm going to get that model. I'm going to I'm getting that model, oh, and I'll tell you. I might as well tell you why right now. It's the, the snow. It's the step through model for I'm, old fellows. No, I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm going to get that, and I'll tell <laughs> of you why. You do. Of I had you do. Uh, I had a, a, a whole gang of kids up here from Chicago the last four days, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them's 18. And uh, when they left, he put the e-bike in their in their minivan. No, <laughs> took it home. What? Took it home. I liked like it so much. This he took is it mine home. now. He Boy. said, "I'm taking this." Wow. One of the kids you used to have that really liked it is going to be really mad. It's one of the mad. kids I used to have's kid, oh. and now he's he's wrote it all the time he was here. He said, "I'm sorry, this, I'm taking this. This, this is mine this, now. It's mine now." <laughs> so, I, so I might awesome. switch to that model because that's, that's so awesome. I like that model. Is he going to raise the seat that's because cool. that uh, gentleman is about eight feet tall? Yeah, he's a big. Well, he loved that thing. He really did. He was terribly impressed. That's a true story. That look thing went seat. back to Chicago yesterday. <laughs> but look at the seat on that. I really like the the seat. Is not. It's a longer one, like a. What, what uh, model is that, Joe? I wonder if that's the one the Wiffy Fund bought. The uh, what did he say? He bought the F one. Uh, the Bentelli the M one electric bike. The, the M one. Well, anyway, go to EcoFun Motorsports. Do your own test drive. You'll fall in love just like, you know, then you get your bike stolen from you just like I did. And then you have to go back and get another one. Or wait for Sushi to buy one and then just go to his house and steal it. Is one of the models a Fusion? Is that what that is? I, I... We'd have to call Tim, yes, and I'll be Bintelli glad to. Yes, Fusion Electric Bike. Yep. That's what Hod's on. Uh, that EcoFun really cool. Motorsports is in downtown Forest Lake or at <laughs> EcoFunMotorsports.com. I have your information. It was Howard Kalen and Mark Volman, the two singers in the Turtles. All right. And uh, when the Turtles broke up, they still wanted to use the name. But here's how the business used to work in those days. The record label owned the name of the band and also owned their names, so they could not use their own names to promote themselves. They probably wow. didn't make 25 cents. Yeah, I'm guessing you're probably right. Right. They still, uh, they're, in fact, they're at the fair again this year in the, in the oldies uh, yeah. thing. They uh, they do that. They're very uh, still entertaining. Trying to, still trying to pay off their record company. They're very entertaining. Uh, here's your uh, uh, climate stories, I promised, Joe. 
Okay. The climate crisis is causing unprecedented levels of stress and anxiety to people in Greenland who are struggling to reconcile the traumatic impact of global heating with their traditional way of life. A first-ever national survey examining the human impact of the climate emergency revealed in The Guardian shows that more than 90% of the islanders there fully accept that the climate crisis is happening, with 76% claiming to have personally experienced global heating in their daily lives, from coping with dangerous sea ice journeys to having sled dogs euthanized for economic reasons tied to shorter winters. What country is this? Greenland. Greenland. The Greenlandic Perspective Survey was carried out by the University of Copenhagen Center for Social Data Science, the Cracks Fund Institute for Urban Economic Research, and the University of Greenland. The study samples almost 2% of the population, spanning an area about three times the size of France. An equivalent study in the UK would involve a sample of about 1 million citizens. Scattered across 17 small towns and 60 villages, all situated on a narrow coastal strip, and Greenland's residents have often been overlooked by data science. The island faces some acute social issues, high levels of alcoholism, and historically disproportionate rates of suicide. Is that because it's dark? Yeah, I, I believe mm. so, yes. And, and this is making it worse, they're saying, for them. I don't know how uh, heat would make it darker. For mental health professionals... Oh, I see what you mean. This is just an added tribulation. Correct, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, mental health professionals who specialize in the polar region. The latest survey findings from Greenland present a red flag for the Arctic's vulnerable Inuit communities. Mm-hmm. According to Courtney Howard, the board president of the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment who lives and works in the Arctic, the intersection between the climate emergency and mental and physical health will become of the world one of the world's major issues. You guys see the story, uh, I tore it from the Washington Post, how this fungal disease that's uh, going around the world that they can't stop and it's resistant to drugs and everything. They don't know where it came for, uh, from and mm-hmm. how to control it. Uh, it. The headline says, Fungal Disease Tied to Global Warming. And now U.S. and Dutch researchers have a new theory. They propose that global warming may have played a key role <laughs> and suggest this is maybe the first example of fungal diseases emerging from climate change. Mm-hmm. They have no, no idea. proof, no, idea. no proof whatsoever, so they're saying it's global warming. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more. Beef burgers have been banned by a university in Great Britain as part, right. of you. as part of efforts to tackle the climate emergency. Notice all these <laughs> stories have the same uh, word. Yep. Goldsmiths, yep. University of London, said it is to remove all beef products from sale next month as wow. the institution tries to become carbon neutral by 2025. Well, have fun going out of business. Students will also wow. face a, a 10-pound levy on bottles of water and single-use plastic cups when the academic year starts to discourage use of the products. The college's new warden, Professor Francis Corner, said staff and students care passionately about the future of our environment and that declaring a climate emergency cannot be empty words. The move was backed by Goldsmith Students Union, with President Joe Leem saying the university has a huge carbon footprint. And that promise to eradicate this in the next few years is needed. I got a cheeseburger at the ball game Friday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that good. <laughs> 14 bucks. Oh. Was it a red cow? It was not a red cow. Oh, it was just a regular, regular yeah. counter. No, no. You got to go to the red, go to the red cow. cow. I didn't know where to look. Oh, my God. Right by uh, the... the You're doing bar. it wrong, Sooch. Yeah. You got to go. You know what I got? I got a mystery. Ready? Yeah. Ready. 
Doctors in the Bronx say they encountered one of the rarest medical mysteries they've ever come across. A man's swimsuit area literally turning to bone. Lucky devil. <laughs> according to a team, according to a team of physicians. For eternity? I mean forever? Forever, yeah. According to a team of physicians. Look what I can do. From Lincoln Medical and Mental Health Center, a 63-year-old man suffered a fall onto the pavement, then went to the hospital because he had knee pain. He was walking on the sidewalk with his That's cane. That's not your knee, sir. <laughs> was walking on the sidewalk uh, when his, with his cane when he fell, according to doctors. Shortly thereafter, he had the left knee pain. This all reported by doctors in the Medical Journal Urology Case Reports. Mm-hmm. I get that magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's why you knew this story oh, already. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors did an x-ray on the 63-year-old's pelvis to make sure he hadn't hurt his hip as well, and that's when the stunning discovery was made. No, Doc, it's my knee. It's my knee. It's not my... The urology case report... I, I'm really struggling to follow this. The yeah. guy, what, what does this have the, to do with his knee? The urology case report says an extensive plaque-like calcification along the expected distribution of the penis was evident. The Bronx doctors say the unidentified man was likely suffering from an exceedingly rare case of ossification huh. or the abnormal formation of bone. His wife says, that's about time. The, <laughs> the Bronx, tell everybody. Right? <laughs> Bronx doctors said penile ossification remains a relatively rare condition being mentioned in very few journals. There are reportedly less than 40 published cases. Of That's not ever, very many, John. It's not. It? Of no. this ever happened. Not in a world with this many souls. Unfortunately, the staff at Lincoln Medical Center couldn't examine the male, uh, man's pelvic paralysis further. The 63-year-old reportedly decided to leave the hospital. I would, too. Against <laughs> the advice of medics and follow-up lab exam could not be done. Uh, for now, uh, doctors say it's still a medical mystery, still walking around So what's it New called? York. Uh, penile ostrich vacation? <laughs> Doesn't no. sound like a vacation no. to me. No, no, no. Ossification. Yes. Mm-hmm. Os- Os- ostrich vacations. <laughs> what am I? I'm, I'm, I'm not a puritist. What did you call What was that word? Purient. Purient. Why the hell would you use that word on dumb people like us? Well, I thought maybe you'd know it. I'd look it up. The largest paid TV providers in the U.S. saw video subscriber losses more than triple to 1.53 million in the second quarter. The tally mark is up dramatically from the 420,000 losses in the second quarter of 2018. True cord cutting is taking place. However, there is some good news uh, because, uh, you know, if you uh, stream, you still need the Internet. So that means Comcast and Charter, even though they're losing customers with their satellite deals and their cable deals, are making money from folks who need broadband. DirecTV had 17.9 million subscribers at the end of the quarter. That means they dropped about 780,000 during the quarter. Dish Network had its best quarter since the end of 2014, dropping only 79,000. Wow. Uh, best quarter, and they still dropped, dropped. a ton. Yep. Yeah, it, It's funny that their best quarter is based on how many they've dropped. May, may I uh, introduce the rare sports note? Sure. Oh, sure. Wow. Uh, okay. uh, the... Third base coach for the Twins is Tony Diaz. Uh, I call him Dumb Dumb Diaz. And in the bottom of the Here ninth yesterday, Here with one out, yeah. he sent, was it Arianza? Yuri yeah. Adrianza. Sent him home, and he was thrown out at the plate. By about 25 feet. And there goes your inning. Mm-hmm. Why not hold him at third with one out, and you get two outs to play with? Right. To hit a fly ball, which would have scored him for the winning run. It's one of the biggest mistakes. And the reason I bring it up is Lavelle and Neil uh, in the in the Tribune said it was a gutsy move. Rocco uh, is not uh, criticizing it at all. 
And I'm thinking, isn't it just as gutsy to hold the guy at third and say, let's have a little patience here, fellas. Oh, We're going to win this game. And trust you've, your lineup. That's... You've turned into one of these jock snippers. These two <laughs> morons had this long, extended conversation before we went on today. Well, I think you, it's You guys really think you're better than the manager? You think you're better than the third base coach? No, you think no you should but be, he's no, not about You are frustrated because you, you, you didn't make it to the major leagues, Mr. Townball. Oh, what, what, what's your, what's your me, issue here, let Such? Me, you know what? Let me hear. This is an oh, to me, I'm you, so sick of you idiots coming in and Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking every no, single well, sporting Well, I, I rarely do, watch. but I, I find it interesting that we're all so interested in the team now mm-hmm. that these things are getting looked at. And yeah. I was on a texting string with 15 members of my family. Oh, that must have been exhausting. It was wonderful. <laughs> yes, yeah. John. And when you saw the replay... The shortstop caught the ball when he hit third base. Yes. Yeah. It was wired. It was a stupid move. Why did you shut up? Well, you missed uh, Patrick's appearance earlier today. And yeah. we were discussing no, I follow him on Twitter, and it's when, all, when yeah. the Twins are playing, he is exhausting. It's like every 30 seconds there's another tweet yeah. from Royce. And there is a, cl- a clip of uh, uh, him and Mr. Zolgad talking about today, and Patrick says uh, Tony Diaz will never be remembered no matter what he does as anything but a bad third so, base coach, just because of this one You're thing. not a legitimate sports fan unless you think you could do a better job either coaching or playing. Because I, I miss the Twins now in the wild because I have stupid Dish TV and they pulled a Fox you, Sports. You drop Am like I the only else? guy that just watches sports and says, huh, well, that was fun, that was interesting, that was bad, and then right goes you. on with my life? I'm with you. And I don't I, try I, to coach I, the team. I don't yeah. try to make trades. I don't get mad about how much somebody makes or doesn't make. What's wrong with you people? Well, because when you analyze it and you break it down and, and you find the point of interest... That point of interest is that there's probably no other position on the field in any sport like a third base coach who single-handedly can determine who scores and who does not. Mm -hmm. You shall pass. If anything, I now have a greater appreciation for the role of the third base coach Uh who, until yesterday, I completely and successfully ignored all my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Tony Diaz was till yesterday. <laughs> but that's an interesting position to have him in. And you're right. He'll if the Twins don't make the playoffs, he'll he'll be remembered for that. Yes, he will. Yeah. And Kenny, to answer your question, yes, I do think I can do better. Case in point, we were playing the oh, Newmarket Muskies. Oh, take a break. Oh, take a break. We'll be back. We'll said, be hey. back. Hold still, Such. I want to take this hook out of your mouth. <laughs> And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. Um. <laughs> Emailer Dave uh, alerts me to uh, this. He says, I thought of you making a plastic bag run on the scooter when I read this article. Well, it's from Discovery Magazine. And it's nine things you think are environmentally friendly, but aren't. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll just cut to the plastic bag part. Okay. Uh, This one deserves its own number because it's still such a common practice. Cut it out. Don't put plastic bags in the recycling. Well, I don't. 
If you put all your recyclables in a big plastic trash bag and put it in the bin, guess what? That could mean the whole thing is going to go to the landfill. If you must collect recyclables in a plastic bag, dump them out loose into the bin when you take them to the curb and then toss the plastic bag in the trash where it belongs or reuse it. Plastic bags like you get at the grocery store, drug, or big box store are recyclable, but you have to bring them back to a designated plastic bags only receptacle, which is what I do and you've been mocking me for. We have been. There's often one right inside the door at grocery stores or places like Walmart. A few other bags can get recycled there, too, like the bag a loaf of bread might come in. But other soft, filmy plastics like your sandwich baggies, the film you peeled off your lunch meat container, or the cellophane that held your muffin from the coffee shop, sorry to say, those are trash. Why does this matter? Because making more work for recycling centers, the soft plastic clogs up the machinery, you could break the recycling center. Just bust it up. I have so a... don't put your, the bags the newspaper comes in. Yep. yep. A, you don't put them in your recycling. B, you have to put them in your trash, or you do what I do, because no whale's going to die on my watch. I take them down to Lunds. They got that thing right inside the door. Boom. I need this article because this is a constant fight at my house. I I tell them you cannot recycle those, and they keep putting them in the recycling. You can't recycle. I was going to say the same thing. I need to take this article home because she and I fight about this as well. My wife is down with this, so uh, she's she's like you, Such obsessive about this, so I'm covered. But I have a question for uh, all of us rural folk. Yeah. What do you need? Can we just burn them? A lot of us still have burning Get out barrels. of my head because I was just going to say to you, Kenny, how do they burn? Such, I mean, really, they just melt and disappear well, don't ask me. and go away. Can I just burn them? That's your problem. I've got, I, an, old, I, 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 I got an old fuel tank. It probably held, I don't know, two, 300 gallons steel. Cut yeah. it up, turned it into a burning barrel. It's yeah. wonderful. Well, I, that's fine. I, I, I'm sure that there are people listening right now who are cringing Why? at the idea that you would burn plastic. I got a million-dollar idea for you. Why don't you attach that to a trailer with some wheels oh, and then just, uh, in the city, go awesome. up and down and charge people that's like this fantastic. dum-dum? Give me a dime for however many bags you have. And I'll just haul them out to the outskirts and start them on fire. Uh, will this be the same place? Uh, quite a safe location, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, up and down. Streets of Minneapolis. Kenny's eco-friendly <laughs> yes, whatever. right. <laughs> okay, it says here from Discovery Magazine, uh, there are things a few of us do with the best intentions that it turns out fall somewhere between not helpful and completely counterproductive. Here are some of the worst offenders in how to avoid them. Uh, Recycling something just in case. Yeah, sadly, aspirational recycling is not helpful. Although recycling centers do have ways of sorting recyclables from non-recyclables, called residuals, you're just making more work for them, and recycling centers still have to deal with your trash. The Chicago Tribune reported that average contamination rates are about 16% across the country, in urban areas more like 20%. After China announced it would no longer accept imports of plastic waste, a.k.a. our recyclables, recycling programs are even more strapped than usual. Some cities like Philadelphia have been a force have been forced to institute new policies. As the New York Times reported, they identified the neighborhoods with the most contamination in its recycling bins and started sending their material to an incinerator in nearby Chester, Pennsylvania. There you go, right there. What's recyclable often varies from place to place, so be sure you know what your town actually accepts. Not everything with a recycling symbol may be recyclable in in your area. Uh, Of course, there are things that are almost never recyclable that tend to make their way into bins, too. Common offenders are disposable paper cups. 
like the ones you might get from the coffee shop. The plastic-based lining that makes them liquid-proof is too hard to separate from the paper. Other offenders are paper towels, styrofoam, glass from things like windows or mirrors, plastic bags, uh, greasy pizza boxes. You can you can do pizza boxes in St. Paul now. Yes, they used well, to we, not we, take we, them. We now can't they in Minneapolis. Really? And anything that's covered in food, Wait, uh, I'm looking we... at you, empty peanut butter jar. When in doubt, your city should have a complete list of what they do and do not accept posted on their website. Well, well, wait, back up. If you clean out the peanut butter jar, right, then it's okay to recycle. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I, and we have a we have a wicker uh, receptacle in the house, yeah. and that's where the papers go, and, the, and the, not the cans. They go in a different bin. I have to, I'm constantly taking stuff out of there that gets thrown in there because they think it's recycled. The <laughs> burden you must bear. I, it is terrible. Oh my it's goodness! Terrible. You it's poor terrible. man. Yeah. I got a better idea. <laughs> not, not not that yours wasn't a great idea, but take it a step improve, further. Improve. Farther, further, further is in addition to. Um, you contact Melvin Carter's office. Get some of that property tax money from the St. Paul residents, and you could start your own business right there. Melvin Carter can't manage a rental property, much less the city of St. Paul. I, I tore out a bunch of St. Paul stuff. I was really hoping you were going to go on a St. Paul rant We today. did. We did Friday. We did. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing discovery that the mayor of St. Paul has a rental property. Yeah, cited for a neglected vacant house. Right, and nobody cuts the grass or fixes the fence. And, and then it turns out the neighbors across the street went over and cut the grass, and they work for the city council. So there's a lot going on here that uh, has nothing to do with Melvin's uh, private uh, business, which he apparently is failing at miserably. You know, what? the whole point of a rental property is to make some money, isn't right. it? You want to rent it? It, it, should, there. it should, at the very least, pay for itself. Yeah. At the very wow. least. Well, maybe it's because he's just devoting so much time and energy into running the city no, of St. Paul. I, yeah, what he's doing, he's focusing on your streets, evidently, because uh, I well, also... they grade on a scale of about Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tore a couple of articles out about St. Paul calling for stable street funding and uh, seeking state help for streets. Shouldn't cetera, we already have money for streets via property taxes? You would think so. You would think Earmarked. so. <laughs> Uh, but in any event, uh, I'm I'm terribly proud of myself because I I, uh, I understand the plastic bag uh, ban, and that's why I gather them all up and take them to uh, the plastic bag receptacle at the now, local grocery store. You have a shoulder injury, so be very careful as you're patting yourself on the back. I know I'm yeah, going to do right. it in my left hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got a lot of extra time on your hands. Uh, I'm I'm my shoulders backed. I'm going to call it 85 percent. Really? 85. Wow. Yeah. 85%. But, but in the country, seriously, I'm thinking all I need is a recycling bin, and that's it. I don't need a trash receptacle because anything I can't recycle burns. Well, it's I'm old simple. enough to remember it's... when yeah, when the homes in St. Paul had incinerators. Yeah, yeah. I remember our incinerator. Yeah. If you shake it at the bottom to get the ashes yeah. out. and It's a burning barrel in the backyard. Yeah, but I'm talking about when it was done inside a home ages ago. Dead animals. Yeah. <laughs> leaves, <laughs> sticks. Now we just buried them in the alley. Sometimes you put a pot of coffee on it, you put a little old grill on it, you cook up some cowboy coffee on the burning barrel. Yeah. Of that taste. Yeah, it's it's living, man. I'm really surprised that when St. Paul Academy dug up when they leveled our house that we that I grew up in for a parking lot, yeah. we must have had about six or seven dead cats that we had over <laughs> oh, the years God. that we just wrapped in a blanket and buried behind the garage. <laughs> See, those go right in the burning barrel. <laughs> right now. We found more bones. We're in for a treat tonight, us, uh, uh, those of us who keep our eye on the sky. 
Yeah. The uh, Perseid meteor shower reaches its peak uh, on the 12th and 13th. This is according to Bill Cook of NASA. Uh, the moon will be nearly new, thus setting the stage for a great display. Uh, the, the moon's almost full. And this will be the last time this happens until March. The Perseid, um, is it Perseid or Perseid? Perseid meteor showers occur when pieces of the swift Tuttle comet hit Earth's atmosphere. According to the Solar System Exploration Research Virtual Institute, specks of the comet hit the atmosphere at 140,000 miles an hour and disintegrate in flashes of light. Oh, this is going to be neat. But I'm, you know, I suffer from light pollution because I live in the sustainable urban core. You're probably right. not going to see so it. You won't see it. I probably have to go out a ways, right, to see these. Especially if Kenny's burning truck is by. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that coffee uh, uh, made on a, on a burning barrel where you're burning uh, lethal plastic that you guys, gets uh, into your coffee. Right. Have, you, have you seen the septic trucks that uh, travel the country? Sure. I think I'm going to buy an old one, yes. well used, and turn that septic tank into a, a mobile burning oh. barrel. You need to mess with the smell. I'll just have a fire going the whole time, a door in the back, I'll go up and down the alleys. Throw it right in back there. He's yeah. going down 94. <laughs> the big smokestack on it. That's a fantastic idea. I love this country. Thank you. America. <laughs> After I heard the email from Jay last Tuesday, I wanted to. Jay was the uh, proponent of black powder rifles. Yeah, mm-hmm. muzzle loaders. It's uh, Perseid, by the way. Perseid. I just checked. After I. Uh, look, will you do me a favor? I meant to do it during the break. Yeah. Look up the record high temperature for the country of Greenland. I just want to know what. They're all complaining now. I want to know if there's a sense when. After I heard the email from Jay last Tuesday, I wanted to email, but decided to keep my electronic pie hole shut. After the, <laughs> after the Thursday email, I decided to take Jay and the mayor to task. First of all, the idea that the Second Amendment should only apply to black powder weapons because they were the only firearms in 1791 when the Constitution was ratified is not a new one. The first time I heard it was from Rosie O'Donnell after Columbine. I think when we start using ideas from dangerously incompetent individuals who live with armed bodyguards inside gated communities, we put all our safety at risk. Most GLers can't afford these luxuries. Jay also used every anti-gun talking point I have heard my whole life. To paraphrase Jay, if you have a gun, you'll shoot yourself or your kids instead of an intruder. When have you ever heard of this happening? If it did happen with the slanted news media, it would be a national story. Kids do shoot themselves with improperly stored firearms all the time. Accidents like that could be avoided if parents in our schools taught kids the danger of handling guns without an adult to supervise them. Secondly, the Constitution was established to protect the rights of the individual versus the power of government. Your constitutional rights come from God, not given out by the government like commodity cheese. The idea that we modify the Constitution to solve every new problem we encounter is the exact opposite of the establishment of the Constitution as a bedrock document. The idea of applying the Second Amendment to only black powder weapons is akin to applying the First Amendment freedom of speech to only spoken word and movable type because television, radio, and the Internet did not exist in 1791. Thirdly, I've heard the mayor postulate the end game of the Mysterians is to forget and mold the Constitution into something that serves the purposes of government versus the God-given rights of the people. Isn't this exactly what the idea of only protecting black powder weapons under the Second Amendment is doing? Then how do we solve the problem? 
It's easy to bash Jay and the mayor. We can't get a handle on all the firearms in our country. If the federal government tried door-to-door confiscation, it would start a civil war. We need reform of civil commitment laws, and we need to revisit Supreme Court decisions that have left us with profoundly mentally ill people roaming the streets throughout our country. The Burger Court vastly increased the burden of proof it takes to civilly commit the mentally ill involuntarily, and in Parham versus J.R. took away the rights of parents to civilly commit their children. The kid who shot Gabby Giffords was praying to a cat skull in his backyard. When his parents called the cops, there was nothing they could do. The kid who shot up Marjorie Stoneman High had dozens of contacts with authorities and in an earlier time in this country would possibly have been taken out of circulation, perhaps not necessarily cured, but nullified. There is anecdotal evidence in almost every one of these shootings involving young men that these crimes could have been prevented through intervention. I'm not as good a writer of Jay, but I hope you like my ideas. Good luck. Jim Losey. Uh, not the one rookie went to school with Chugiak, Alaska. Was AK the abbreviation for Alaska? Yes. yes. Yeah, Chugiak, Alaska. Thank you, Jim. Every uh, these uh, emails continue to be civil, don't they? Uh, yeah, and, and very bright and mm-hmm. excellent points. Wait, is AK Arkansas? Could be Arkansas. That's AR. I'm look it well, up. it's Chugiak. Sounds like an Alaskan Sounds town. Alaskan, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Alaska. You Wait, want uh, your yeah. What's the hottest record uh, temperature in Greenland? Uh, the Danish Danish Meteorological, Meteorological, Meteorological <laughs> Institute <laughs> Thank <you for> <laughs> God, has confirmed on a preliminary basis that the Nook measurement would the replace nook. the previous record what? of 73.8 degrees, which was set on June 15, 2014. So prior to June, June 2014, uh, 2014, there's no hot days. It was uh, the highest was 73.8 in 2014. Huh. Well, then they got a global warming problem. Nook, Greenland's capital, soared to 75 degrees Thursday, marking the warmest temperature ever recorded. Sweltering. Uh, by their standards, certainly is. It'd Sounds be like worth heaven. going there now. It's war- nice and warm. <laughs> Sounds like heaven. <laughs> Let's be back with Johnny Height, shall we? Okay, so I was pondering uh, the firearms and accessories I've purchased from DKMags.com in New Brighton, along with some minor gunsmithing I had uh, had them do to both my AR and another shotgun. I was thinking about a way to turn that into an award-winning live endorsement when an email from Dave at DK Mags arrived in my inbox. And, Joe, he was kind enough to answer a few questions that cropped up on the podcast last week. Yep. You, you asked about, um, you called it uh, profiling. Del- those guys ever intervene yes as a federal firearms licensed dealer we can and do refuse to sell to anyone we have concerns with this can be firearms or ammo and magazines also even with a minnesota permit all dealers must run a federal back bra- oh rookie thank you meteorological <laughs> background check at the point of purchase, so that's Good. covered. Thank you, boys. Uh, yeah. And then he also included a, a summary of the statute uh, in Minnesota. All pistols are semi-automatic, military-looking, that's in quotes, assault weapons. The buyer must have a background check prior to purchase. That means taking possession of it. That And that check can be done by the buyer when getting a permit to purchase, a permit to carry, or a background check by their police department. This law applies to every place in Minnesota. Minnesota, even, and this is very important, even 
at gun shows. So that Good. answers a couple of questions. And then he also addressed the muzzle loader issue, and he said what all of us have been yeah. saying. You know, when, when you've got multiple assailants, uh, the muzzle loader isn't going to be effective. So thank you very much at D, uh, to yeah. Dave at DK Mags. And for my money, uh, DK Mags, the best gun shop in town. They're located right here in New Brighton with a nice little shop up in Cello called Monticello Pond and Guns, dkmags.com. All right, we're going to go right to Johnny in his newsroom. Oops. Turn your Turn mic on. on. My microphone, sorry. Do uh, that item I handed you first. Do that first? Yeah. Okay. Because it, it stays on a theme we've been discussing here the last 30 minutes. Uh, plastic water bottles are an endangered species at San Francisco International Airport. The airport <laughs> announced the decision to ban the sale of the bottles last week as part of a larger zero-waste initiative. Shops, restaurants, lounges, and vending machines will not be allowed to sell or offer water in plastic bottles. Oh, my God. Instead, passengers are encouraged to bring their own containers and refill them. A canteen. At stations around the airport. But while public reaction has mostly been positive, the news has resulted in some disgruntled business travelers as well as proponents who think it doesn't go far enough. Sodas, juices, and flavored water can still be sold in plastic bottles. Rachel McCaffrey, director of Travel Without Plastic. How do you get that job? I'd like to be the director of the traffic. You know what? The United States isn't even the world's problem. We're we're very advanced, and our consciousness has been raised. This is an India problem and a Southeast Asia problem and a Chinese problem. Did did you see the story about the tiny plastic pellets now taking over the the Great Lakes? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Rachel is the director of Travel Without Plastic. She said in an email, more airports are trying to reduce single-use plastics, but San Francisco is the first that she's aware of to ban the sale of water bottles all together. You know what? I wish Frats would have the... Uh, I'm going to ask him sometime. What's like? Uh, I wish he'd set up the uh, collection point for Plastic Bay, because I'm at Fratelloni's hardware store a hell of a lot more often than I'm at the, at the grocery store. That's you know the what? truth. I'm going to see him today. We have to record the beer show. Yeah. I'll I was there him. yesterday to buy uh, uh, kitchen, kitchen implements. Begonias. No, I got a new pot scrubber. Begonias. You're a new pot scrubber. <laughs> you had to go get a new pot scrubber. And I thought, you know, I am here. I'd rather go there. See, he's missing the boat. Ooh, that's a when good I point. Go to, when I go to Lund's, I ain't going to buy nothing. That's the other. That's her apartment. Yeah. I don't buy food. You're just there to drop off. I'm there to drop off plastic. But if I drop my plastic off at Fratelloni's, uh-huh. I'm going to end up going you're, out with a new ranch yeah, or something. you buy something. Uh, how come that doesn't hold true to the grocery store? I mean, did you ever ever have uh, cravings like a candy bar no. or a donut? Go get no. some potato go, salad. Go get a no. slice of apple pie. No. or Ever just walk up to the deli and uh, want yeah, something? Yeah, a, a slab in. off the deli. I ain't going in there. Tuna spread, you can make a nice sandwich. She no, no, it. he's not going to go that far. But no, I mean, I, a she, big jumbo Snickers bar. Yeah, oh. anything. No. How, I call that fighting the bear. I crave candy only in about 10 cold days in the fall. Uh, an orange. No. No, here's what we he have a, a lot banana, of fruit at home. A banana. We have a lot of fruit at home. Can I? Do but I, the fruit's covered, okay? I'm just trying. Fruit's to, covered. I'm just trying to get into your mind. I'm going to let you in. Good luck. Tell, explain to me. Explain I'll, to me. I'll let man. you in. Here, here's what happens, and this is what is going through his mind as he travels. Why am I being spoken about in the third well, person? Well, as he travels uh, down Ford Parkway, Here and he's going to turn into the Lunds lot. Yep. Yeah. I know that and area he's going well. down. He yeah. goes past Tiffany's. Here's what's on his mind. Got to drop off the bags at Lunds. Got to drop off the bags at Lunds. And then he looks over to where B. Dalton used to be. 
Oh, that's too bad. B. Dalton still isn't there. Got to drop off the bags at lunch. Got to drop off the bags at lunch. <laughs> then, I pass the where, then I pass where Barnes and Noble used to be. Yeah. And then oh, there's Moeller. Moeller's over there. Yeah, got to drop off the bag here. Got to drop off my bag at lunch. Got to drop off my bag at lunch. Do you ever find yourself at a loss? Driving for, home? Yeah. Just yeah. dropped off the bags at lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's just what dropped I was off the bags at lunch. Just got to get home. I'm afraid that that's true. I'm afraid that that's true. There's nothing going to stop A couple of uh, sports items. The Vikings have hired Toronto Blue Jays executive Andrew Miller as chief operating officer. Miller ran the Blue Jays' business operations for four years, including capital improvements at Rogers Center and at the team's spring training facilities. Before that, he spent a decade in the Cleveland Indians organization in a variety of jobs. Miller will uh, will replace Kevin Warren. Uh, He becomes Big Ten commissioner in June. And even though uh, we're in the middle of a very exciting baseball race with the Twins, uh, their schedule for next season was released Monday by Major League Baseball. I already got my planned trip, Johnny. What, wait, your your my, planned my trip, trip? My trip planned, Johnny. Oh. That's what I meant. We can tell it's Monday. Oof. The Twins will face teams from the National League West in interleague play. They'll play the Dodgers both at Target Field and at Dodgers Stadium. They'll have home series against San Francisco and Colorado and play at Arizona and San Diego. Get this. Opening day for the Twins next year, Thursday, March, March 26. 20. It's getting worse. Yeah. Wow. Is that the earliest ever? It That's has to be. That's the earliest opening day in They're Minnesota Twins s- history. Start the Twins in Tampa. Well, they, they aren't starting here. They're starting They're in, in Oakland. Oakland. They're in Oakland. What's on, the first game of the season? March 26th. Yeah, first game. Oh, I thought game. you meant they were here March 26th. No, no but, but. They were this year. When is the first but home game? Listen to this. The first home game at uh, Target Field will be April 2nd, also against the A's. So that's, that's very still early. Very, early. very early. Yeah, uh, Twins will have interleague games. That's uh, right after fall, spring, because we have at least two more winters oh. left after yeah. after April. After April 2nd, the last two years in a row, we've had major blizzards. Yeah. Twins will also have interleague games home and away against the Brewers. They've got uh, highlights, home games against Boston in April, the Yankees in June, the Astros in July and August. Home games on weekdays again will start at 6.40 in April, May, and September next year. The game is more interesting when pitchers bat. Next story. Uh, Kenny, break it, breaking down baseball. You think you could do a better job? <laughs> <laughs> Way to break it down, Kenny. <laughs> Monday, Governor Tim Walz announced Jody Harpstead as Minnesota's next Department of Human Services Commissioner. Harpstead previously served as Chief Executive Officer at Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota. Before that, she was Leader of Management Ops at Children's Home Society of Minnesota. Her background also includes 23 years at Medtronic. Walls highlighted Harpstead's business credentials as well as her nonprofit work in announcing the appointment. She'll start on September 3rd. Uh, all this, of course, announced amid turmoil at the DHS. Former Commissioner Tony Laurie resigned last month, just six months after being appointed. At about the same time, two deputy commissioners quit, but then rescinded their resignations after Laurie's announcement. I'm going to give a shout-out to a guy named Kevin Fitzky. Anybody see the CBS uh, Channel 4 News last night at 10? No. It was a John uh, a John Lauritsen story, Finding Minnesota. This was extraordinary. I, I recommend you go look at the video. This Kevin Fitzky, hand uh, from scratch makes early 20th century racing speedboats. Oh, I saw this uh, story. Cool. Unbelievably. Yeah, it's cool. No his, his, his workmanship looks extraordinary. No now you're kidding. reminding me. I need to post this to the GL Facebook I page. I want to uh, yeah. meet this guy and go to his shop because I, I can't. I, and then they saw him speeding around Lake Minnetonka, and it looks like the boat handles like a dream. 
Is, is it so? It's a it's a real. It's not like it's an to inboard. Scale. It's an inboard racing speedboat, like the kind that used to attract thousands of people to the shores of uh, uh, what's the river in Detroit, uh, Algonac? Uh, well, the Detroit River, I guess, or uh, even in the shores of Lake Minnetonka. Speedboat racing used to be a hmm. huge event in this country. And this guy, he made, he made a boat that looks just perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Perfect. If he had the jigs to do this, I think he our, created the jig. I think our guy Tom Jewell could do this. Oh, I'm sure he could. I'm Easily. sure he could. Yeah, uh, it's all Philippine mahogany, the whole deal. The, st- uh, the steering wheel is a vintage, correct 1930s. He made the steering wheel himself out of wood. No kidding. Uh, he's now adding to that postcard picture. He can be found speeding across Minnesota lakes. Uh, he calls his uh, boat Bug Bite, and then I, apparently he's making another one. His next project will be building a 1924 John Hacker boat from scratch, and he has a website, Fitzke, F-I-T-Z-K-E, oh. Fitzke Boards. So he's mimicking a hacker craft, then. Yeah, he's looking up the old uh, drawings and blueprints what, from old magazines, and he makes the boat. What are those retail at? I missed that part I can't it. imagine. Yeah, that, that's not. That's a personal question, and you probably shouldn't ask Well, it. he sells them, right? We well, I'm going to go to his website after the show. Yeah. We, we don't like talking about prices. I, I, is he hiring? Because uh, I know Rookie can build himself a mean chair i can really you know i could attach it we could bolt it right down to the speedboat and boom we're good to go i'm not sure i'm not sure he's doing this for a living i I think he's doing this because he can because he's that talented i'm not making chair boxes for a living i can tell you that maybe you should i might be soon (laughs) think about it i've considered a wood canoe my neighbor made one too Mm -hmm. much work way much too way too much work well but it's a re- i know a guy who built his own boat it's a rewarding task it's a rewarding task we had the emailer earlier from wiffy fun yeah who stopped at uh he he made the run he went to uh grunhoffers yep. loaded up on meat then went to eco fun uh at at grunhoffers i'm sure he met other glers it's become the meat bazaar and capital then he of the went world. over to eau claire he went well, he included coffee grounds in his point yeah, yes. he did the website yeah i have i have a confession yeah I went to Grunhoffers on Friday after the show. And you didn't tell me. Oh, did you didn't tell us. Well, you were wow. you were kind of in a hurry. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bother you. Um, so Imagine I that you were pressed on a Friday uh, afternoon. I looked at the clock. What'd you get? I got time to to make a run. I got the tri tip. Yep. Oh my heavens. Beef briskets, beef tri-tip, roast hickory smoked salmon, pastrami made in-house, 130 brat flavors. I'm talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And a new rule will be established on the podcast right now. (laughs) Whoever is going to Grunhofer's must acknowledge that to the rest of the staff in case they want to give them money for it. I'm eating Oscar Mayer cold wieners out of the package. You creeps are running up to Grunhofer's. So I went up there Friday afternoon. Uh, Jake is the one that helped me behind the counter. Jake, because of our partnership, has become, he knew me, he knew who I was instantly. Really? He has become I'm a diehard GL fan. Yeah, he said, "Get the season tri tip, low and slow." He told me exactly how to prepare it. it yep, it was wonderful. It was so good. It was yeah. better than I expected. And you still all have your uh, brackets going for the brats. There's chicken brats, beef brats, pork brats, steak, bacon, ham. It's 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 a meat bazaar. Well, and just so the staff members know, uh, the staff members uh, that are gathered here know, Spencer also has face recognition cameras. <laughs> so if any of us go in there, there's going to be an alert. So Everybody will know. You Just guys, hundred bucks that I, I I could walk in there and nobody's going to recognize me. I got I the so. uh, cranberry wild rice brats, the rookie burgers, and it it was four o'clock ish on Friday afternoon. Yeah. 
packed. Really? A lot. Yeah. And everybody was signing the GL sheet. It was fantastic. Is there any video in there? Because if there is, that's more video than was placed on the most wanted uh, arrestee in the country, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Right, right. <laughs> you probably picked up some jerky then for me and Rook. I appreciate that. I didn't that. get any jerky. Oh, I didn't get any jerky. May I weigh in on one last thing? Yeah. Uh, it just occurred to me. What do you got? Uh, are you aware of the church in Como uh, that was purchased by a German immersion school? Yeah, St. Andrews. St. Yeah. Andrews. So my coming uh, down. in-laws went to okay. It's probably school. coming down right now. It's coming now. down as we speak. And yeah. there's been this hue and cry, this hue and cry. This shouldn't happen. Hey, the archdiocese sold it. Yeah. If you wanted it, you should have bought it. Right. The archdiocese sold it. The German immersion school people are not evil people. They looked at possible ways they could make that facility work, decided they couldn't, so it's coming down. They paid for it. They own it, and they're going to build a new school. I'm sad to see it go Me down, too. but that's just the way it is. But all these people who wanted to file lawsuits, and take it up with the arch. The, the diocese sold the church. Right. Let's face it. These are the same people that wanted to burst the windows out of the MPR building so they could rescue that stupid, rabid <laughs> raccoon last raccoon, summer. Right. I mean, they're, they're morons. I don't so. think anybody in MPR was worried about a Catholic church. This is more. This was more. Uh, I'm talking about the general public. Yeah, the, the people the, the in the neighborhood. The yeah. hue and cry. Yeah. You know, you're the same ones that are upset when a barn comes down. Well, you pay the $50,000 to rehab the stupid thing, and then you still have a worthless barn. Come on. Hey, look that up, Matt. What did got? German Immersion School pay for St. Andrew's Church? I, I got to think it was a couple hundred grand. Is that like, would that be listed on Zillow? I mean, I, I don't know. That? I don't even know if that's findable, but we have a man clicking away at his laptop right now who hmm. could provide us that information. The tri tip was really good. I'm, I'm, I feel bad. I really do. <laughs> you don't feel bad. I do it on the, you did it on the grill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Low and slow, baby. Yeah. Oof. It was. Quite tasty. Uh, North End of Hugo on Highway 61, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market.com. All I'm asking for is that smoked ham. That's all I want. I saw one, just, and all I could picture was you eating it in your truck just, driving to your farm. That's all I ask. <laughs> Got anything? Uh, it's not giving me 23000 The $9 million conduit lead. Nope. I'm not seeing a purchase price, but I'll keep looking. All right. Thank wait, you. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's for the new building. I don't know what they uh, they paid for it. All right. Looking. All right. Thank you for everything. Yes. You're welcome. Oh, are we wrapping her up? I, I want to. <laughs> yeah. Light show tonight, Such. Don't miss yeah, it. Yeah, Perseid. 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 How do you see it? The Perseid. Rain Man, are you still looking up this? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm going to Rain Man that all day long. But I can still tell you about GarageLogic.com because that is the podcast's home base for all shows that we have recorded. Plus, not to mention, there's some great extras. You cr click down on the drop-down, uh, Greg Holcomb's Cartoons. Uh, we've got What's on Joe's Bookshelf, Author's Corner. And you can also figure out how to get a hold of us if you'd like to be a sponsor like Spencer at Grenhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Yeah. He made the right choice. So should you. GarageLogic.com. GL podcast version. Thanks for tuning in.